Rudy rode shotgun, while Stefan drove his clunker along roads lined with trees and fields and freshly painted barns. Developments hadn't swallowed all the farms yet, but they would. And then Rudy would take himself and whatever little he had and go someplace else. Land somewhere, not settle. Canada, someday, maybe. Rudy Smalls had never lived anywhere longer than his longest stint in a prison cell. Thirteen years for armed robbery. Armed and dangerous, the law had called him, though he'd never pulled a trigger. He had never killed anyone, but he knew that if he had to, he could. The plan was not to need to, and he had always been a careful planner which was why today's gig was such a good one. A rich old lady, gone for the holidays. A quickie, in and out. Get the cash, jewelry, and anything else that looked valuable enough to trouble hauling out. Not so fast. Sure, Rudy, I'll slow down. What kind of uppers you eat for breakfast this morning? Coffee, buttered roll, period. Magna served you breakfast in bed? Oh, she serves me in bed. Rudy jerked out half a fake smile, but in truth, Stefan's eagerness to please irked him. Rudy looked out the window at a pair of horses lowering their faces simultaneously to a salt lick and decided he would seriously reconsider before pulling another job with Stefan. Kid needed a mentor, not a partner, and Rudy wasn't interested in a teenage protege. He wanted the job done. Cash. That was all. You got your shiv? Rudy asked. Down the side of my boot. Good. But no one's going to be home, so I don't see why we needed to. You go prepared. It's called being professional. Okay, Rudy. Rudy stroked his front pocket, the hard nozzle of his gun, and looked at Stefan's profile. The first time Rudy ever saw him, his first thought was that he was too pretty. He had a kind of Roman cut to his nose and his cheekbones. His hair, long blonde curls, was ridiculous. And his eyes, clear blue, danced on the road instead of keeping steady even when he took a sharp turn. I told you to get a haircut if you're going to work with me, Rudy said. No, you didn't. I'm telling you now. Okay. They pulled left at a fork and then left again onto a narrow road with asphalt so old it was crumbling. That was a trick of the dirty rich, letting their private roads go to seed so it looked like no one worth noticing lived down that way. The car bumped along for a good half a mile before reaching the next turn, right onto a downslope where the asphalt was black and fresh, past a frostbitten garden and into the circular drive that brought you to an isolated house tucked into the woods. A big, white castle of a house, with a veranda that wrapped around three sides. Hours for the taking. Stefan pulled to a stop. What's that car? A silver Audi was parked near the front door. Magna said the old lady always takes the train, doesn't like driving herself and doesn't get driven because she doesn't like having to talk to drivers. Why does it have New York plates? A lot of these people have places in the city, too. Could mean anything. I don't like it. You want to call it off? Rudy thought about it. 
Did he? They were here. Call Magna. Ask her if she's sure the old lady said she was going away. Won't that sound suspicious? At that, Rudy felt a surge of heat, anger, and his own stupidity. He punched Stefan in the shoulder. Stefan cringed, but otherwise didn't react. Get out, Rudy ordered. Standing beside the car, looking at the big house, tempted by it, Rudy made a decision. Here's the plan. We walk up and we ring the bell. We give it a minute. If no one comes, we ring again. If no one's home, we go in with the key and do the job. If someone comes to the door, we make like we're at the wrong house by mistake. Got it? And then we turn around and leave.